0: Welcome to the Productivity Podcast. Today we're joined by Daniel Dorr. Daniel and I worked together at Boots what seems many moons ago. Hi Danny or Daniel, it's up to you. Which one do you want me to call you today?
1: Yeah, Dan's fine.
0: Good. Yeah, Daniel felt a bit strange. I felt like your mum for a couple of minutes there. But um,
1: <laughs> yeah, how are you doing? You all right? Really well, thanks Simon. Yeah, and thanks for inviting me on.
0: No, you're welcome. So we work together briefly in what seems many moons ago now in boots on various big HR projects. And I know we've kind of kept in touch since gone our different paths, but both now run our own businesses. So your founder at Assured Thought, which we'll come on to in a second, and then really interesting interestingly, co-founder at Lightwork Global, which was founded out of the pandemic. So for those listeners that might not know, you'll be familiar with either of those organisations. Do you want to give us a bit of career background? How you set up Assured Thought, and then how Lightwork Global kind of was born out of the pandemic?
1: Yeah, brilliant. Thank you. So, so yeah. So first of all, um, so my back, my background's testing and quality assurance with software, and uh, so you know, th- and I've been doing that for twenty years, which is how we got involved with Boots as well. 5 years ago I set up assured thoughts which is a specialist software testing consultancy for primarily financial services companies and we work with uh, with our clients and primarily where they've got vendor software we we test that software and make sure that when when the software is launched within those companies with their people and with their business processes that obviously, the software works as well as it can do. And that and that business has been thriving. It's been fantastic. And even during the pandemic, we've been you know expanding primarily because of the digital transformation that COVID has accelerated. Um, but yeah, but what's been really good fun is that um, a good friend of mine, Stephen Slevin, who's my co-founder of Lightwork Global, um, about a, uh, just over a year ago, we started talking about uh, what he was doing, which was in Workday and helping companies on the Workday platform. And the more we got talking, the more I realized actually his experience, which is about eight years plus on, on Workday platform, um, he's got a huge amount of experience. And what we're seeing is the clients are really facing the same problems again and again. So on the back of that, we got really creative and and, you know, I think – one of the silver linings if you can call it that of the pandemic was that time to actually you know get away from the the commutes and the traveling and the meetings and actually do some real creative work and we we developed some um, some what we think are really cool methodologies that help companies on the workday platform really thrive and and it's proving so as well we've got two clients now third fourth on their way and they're loving what we're doing so so yeah so the last year although it's been awful in so many ways um from a business point of view it's been you know one of the most uh, creative times of my career
0: good well, it's nice to hear some positives coming out of of lockdown clearly as you say it's been a, a tough a tough 12 18 months for everybody but really good to see that there's a positive that comes out of that so in in terms of the workday piece Again, there might be some listeners that aren't familiar with what Workday do, so maybe give us a, a really two, three-second overview of what it does, and then we'll come on to kind of how you help people.
1: So Workday is an HR and finance platform. Born out of Silicon Valley, um, It were the, the founders of, of Workday were originally at PeopleSoft and realized that they could do it much better. The key selling point for Workday is it's a cloud-based system, and what's really interesting is that there's literally just one code base so um, although they've got clients like Amazon and Netflix and, and you know some massive players, those, co- those those Workday clients are on the same code base as a small little company that's purchased Workday. What that means is that the software works. It works brilliantly. And they've designed it from the bottom up so that it fits beautifully into the processes, the standard processes of HR and finance within you know, 99% of companies. Um, and the functionality is incredibly rich. It's easy for their users to um, use. You know what we find is the users of Workday love using it, um, and it basically is an ERP that, um, that that means that you can run your whole uh, your whole HR and finance systems using Workday. What's beautiful is everything's tied in together, um, and so uh, and, and key to that is just one set of data underneath it all. So then you can really start to manipulate that data and make the most of that data to give you insights that you would never have dreamt of before. So it's an incredibly powerful bit of software. It's just taken off. I mean, you know, you'll see lots of adverts uh, for Workday on the Formula One and the Golf. You know, they're really starting to expand their reach. Really cool bit of software.
0: Cool. And we'll come on to some, kind of some of the digital transformation stuff in a, a second. But any software, so the, let's call that the tool, if you like, clearly needs people behind it so people understand which buttons to press or if the system drives them through that, which is the process. So I'm assuming you do more than just look at the configuration of workday. It's around the people. Are they the right people, potentially? And actually, what process do you go through? within the solution and outside of the solution to get the best because I'm sure many people listening today will have used great systems with poor execution or poor process in the solution or around the solution. And as ever, there'll be some good examples. Clearly, Apple, Amazon are great. You can pick up any of their products and pretty much get on with it. But those are the two component parts of pros and people must feature heavily.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and so what we find with the clients that we work with on the Workday platform is that they, they they bought this incredible bit of software. So it's a bit like buying an Aston Martin, but they're not making the most of it. And and the reason for that is that um, they might be working with systems integrators that are just focused on Workday. And, and therein lies the problem because actually Workday is just a tool. And it's only as good as the people that are using it and the processes that it fits into. So what we do in Lightwork is we look at the, you know, the whole picture. So we look at, obviously, we look at Workday and we ensure that we ensure that's optimized as well as it can be. But we also look at the business processes. So are the business processes beautifully efficient? Are they tied into the software in, in the most efficient way? Um, are there cul-de-sacs whereby, you know, a process has got a dead end and it's, it means that your, your, your data on workdays becoming, um, redundant or, or, or bad, but also of course, um, as well as workday and processes, it's the people and, do the people really understand what this software does for them? do they understand the processes that they're being asked to work to? Is there more efficient ways that they could be working um, and you know what we find is the work we do with our clients actually really empowers the people and they you know serve so a good example is this some HR departments can spend so much time producing reports on Excel whatever it might be. At a moment in time, and as soon as that that report's being published or whatever, it's out of date. And what we're doing is is we're using Workday as the platform. We're making we're using data analytics to create these reports, these dashboards that are all in real time. It doesn't mean hours and hours of creation. And beautifully, what that means is it frees up the people to do what they really want to do. And that's certainly in HR. It's about working with the employees and getting the most out of the employees. So they're not sat in front of a screen looking at Excel spreadsheets. They're actually out there talking to their staff, understanding what motivates them, understanding what problems they might have, ways that the company can can help them get the most out of their workday. So, you know, that there's very much that that triangle that we look at. It's the tool, i.e. workday, and it could be any tool. There's the processes, and then there's the people. And if you can get all three singing then you've got a thriving system and, you know, that's where you get real competitive advantage.
0: Yeah. And in our kind of productivity world, we'd we'd class that as putting people back in the value add so where they can make a direct impact to colleagues or customer and taking them out of the, the task and process so the stuff that can be automated or done behind the scenes or done in a more productive way. So, yeah, it's really interesting that people have got these big solutions and, as I say, I'm sure people listening will will resonate maybe not workday but other other big uh, erp solutions out there that become a beast to administer uh, configure and when new development comes in kind of update really harnessing the power of that to put people back in front of colleagues and customer rather than just pressing buttons or going through process they, you must see some really outstanding results when people see that switch
1: yeah, completely, and it is. It's about exactly how you describe it, Simon. It's, it's getting people away from that functional work that they have to do, the admin stuff, and getting them into that real value add, that strategic work. That you know, fundamentally, that's what we all love doing, and that's what we've been employed to do by our by our companies as well. It's 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 getting out there and talking to people, and you know, we've seen some great examples where. So, for example, we we've uh, worked with a company and implemented a new recruitment module. And uh, so whereas that was a very manual task previously it in, involved hours of you know, manual work, sorting out CVs and interviews and, um, and getting feedback on interviews and making job offers, et cetera, et cetera. We all know what the recruitment process is. What we've done is with Workday, we've implemented the Workday module. And, you know, again, it could be any tool, but we're talking about Workday now. Um, and we've defined the processes that go around the recruitment so that most of it's automated now. So, you know, not only can we tie in with agencies and they can put CV straight into Workday, but we've also tied in with LinkedIn so that um, you can get direct applications for jobs and all the information from LinkedIn is sucked in so that when the interview comes, you know, that information is there. Um, Interviews can be automatically set up. So, you know, Workday can see what people's diaries are and get those interviews set up without any manual effort. And then the whole process starts to become much more about, instead of focusing on the functional sourcing stuff out, getting interviews organized, all that sort of stuff, it starts to really focus on the people. Are these people the right cultural fit for our company? Have they got the skills we need? Are they going to deliver what we really want for our, you know, in, in this particular role? And And for that particular company has been transformative, they've really, really focused and talking about recruitment using data analytics, you can see where a team, you know, might be getting real superstars. So we can say, well, what's that team doing that other teams aren't to get the superstars in? So then you can start to tweak the processes. You can start to tweak the, you know, the way you filter CVs and what have you, so that you can really get the superstars into your business. And again, that was a transformative change for this particular client. So not only was the whole recruitment process much slicker and more efficient, but they were starting to really improve the quality of the candidates they were getting through the door as well, which was obviously a benefit to that particular company.
0: Yeah, and there, and there must be further then upstream savings around that or downstream even savings around that, because if they're focusing more on recruiting the right type of people that fill the company purpose and they're better a better fit there should be less uh, labor turnover further further um downstream but also those people because they're a better fit will buy into the company and perform better and drive profit sales whatever it might be so it it doesn't just affect that piece it's like the whole ecosystem of that recruitment and employee life cycle
1: Totally, and it, it it is. I mean, it's it's uh, the benefits keep on rolling because the people you bring in are more likely to be um, people that want to stay with your company, and they're bringing the right attributes, and 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 what have they become fans of your company. But like you say, you're spending less time on on churn. You know, sorting out levers, doing another recruitment. One of our clients, um, you know, one of their uh, they might spend unbelievably because we're looking at very smart, professional people upwards of 50,000 uh, 50 to 100,000 pounds on getting the right skills in. Now if that person leaves in 2 years that becomes very expensive. So by reducing that churn you're really starting to get savings through obviously money savings but also you've just got happier employees, you've got happier staff in HR because they're spending less time on that functional work and you'll start to see those benefits roll all the way through the company and you know ultimately affect the bottom line and and improve the the revenue and profits for that particular firm so yeah so the benefits can be huge if you get this right and and again it's all about the tool it's about the processes and it's about the people if you get all three singing yeah you can really create a thriving ecosystem within your organization
0: so there must be some kind of cool stuff coming in the let's budget digital transformation piece uh, we hear lots you know around ai and you've talked around insight and one common source of data what what kind of things are you seeing coming or happening in the market that people have never thought about or never been able to get to or are just like you know really cool techie geeky stuff that's on its way
1: yeah i mean the the, the, the big the big changes in data and and you know as we all know i mean data is the oil of the 21st century it's what's driving google it's what's driving facebook it's starting to influence global politics, you know, data is fundamental to everything we do. And if companies aren't embracing data and data analytics, which is how you learn to understand what your data is telling you, that you're going to get, you know, companies are going to get left behind. The companies that embrace this and really focus on, on driving good quality data within their organizations, and then getting the right skills in to then um, understand that data is transformative. And you know what we what we're seeing is that um, whereas companies previously were kind of making guesses about you know decisions and you know um, uh, and, and the best way forward, what data does it gives you? It gives you the raw data, raw facts to make decisions, and they're informed decisions. They're based on data that um, is built up over however long years sometimes, and it allows leaders in companies to make informed decisions that they can actually. Uh, trust and believe in a good example is the pandemic and and you know when asked when you know certainly in the uk we had the uh, chris witty often was on tv became a bit of a superstar in the uk when he was asked um what he wished he had at the beginning of the pandemic without hesitation, he said, what I would have wanted was data because without data, you can't make informed decisions. So that that data that, that you know, tools like they're collecting is just unbelievably valuable. And actually a lot of companies don't even realize how valuable that data is. When we start unlocking that data and unleashing that data you, through data analytics and producing um, reports, uh, dashboards, trending reports, all that sort of stuff, the 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 um, the leaders in those businesses are just shocked by how much their um, information is available to them, and then when you look to the future, and you start bringing in machine learning and artificial intelligence, you can you know that's where the really clever stuff starts to, to come through. And and what we're finding is that through the implementation of algorithms and those algorithms looking at your data and then making um, uh, assessments of it you're actually you're actually unlocking stuff within companies that even CEOs weren't aware of. And and that is that's actually getting to the point where you're getting competitive advantage because if you do that well, your competitors won't be doing it. And that's when you can really start to say, oh right, okay, we can see a trend over here. Let's really go for this particular market or whatever it might be. So that's really exciting. And then what we're you know actually what we're seeing with again with Workday is they 're starting to implement like Alexa type functionality where you can just ask your tool a question like at a very simple level how many permanent employees has my company got, and within a nanosecond you 're getting an answer back and obviously there's there 's far more uh, complex and uh, detailed questions you can ask, but you know that 's really starting to get exciting then so Oh, it's, it it all for me. It all boils down to data, and the 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 way that companies are now embracing that and and uh, and using the tools available to unleash that data. That's that's the really exciting stuff, Simon.
0: Yeah, yeah, it sounds and it, and it reminds me of kind of the Moneyball film. We've I think we've referenced it a couple of times on the podcast over different episodes, but the. I think it's the Oakland days and Billy being the GM who was the first one to really embrace data and he was picking up pitchers that were in the lower leagues. But actually, when you started to look at the data, they had the best hit rate or they had people, uh, batters that could get to first base that were allegedly too old to be in the kind of top division and actually put together a, a winning team. So that for me was kind of the the early parts of those data led decisions, but clearly it's morphed across sport, business, all all types of um enterprises in the world. So yeah, interesting to see where it's going and, and how it's shaping up. And yeah, that whole asking Alexa, I think you'll be able to ask her anything at some point <laughs> <maybe. And laughs> he, a great, he or love, she'll have an
1: answer. I love the money board analogy. I mean that's that's exactly it. I mean that's it in a nutshell it's um that gave that team a competitive advantage over their other competitors because um they had information that their competitors didn't and it gave, it meant they could win tournaments where they weren't expected to so you know this is where companies if they really really go for it and and master their data it doesn't matter how big or small you are you can take on the big players and beat them at their own game because you're more agile and that data can be the difference for you and take your business to a different level it gives you a superpower yeah.
0: Yeah, and I suppose it it brings you back, doesn't it? You shouldn't underestimate the power of data. And then again, we've talked in other podcasts about turning that data into insight, which is clearly what the the platform does. But data is becoming clearly probably other than cryptocurrency one of the most valuable things in the world, other than um, you know gold almost. So data is powerful, and I suspect at some point it will be the most valuable thing that most organisations have. If they can harness it, otherwise it's worthless.
1: Yeah, totally. And, you know, yeah, without a doubt, it's the um, it, it's, it's going to drive economies. And, and, you know, what we're seeing at the moment is that f- for a lot of companies, their data and their data infrastructure, you know, all the things you need to store that data is expensive and it's a cost center. But, but without a doubt, for a lot of companies, it's not inconceivable that that data infrastructure will soon become a profit center for companies. And that's going to be transformative. I mean, that's, that's a pivot that's uh, you know, going to really impact a lot of um, companies, big and small. And um, it's, it's just about having the skills to, to, to unleash that data and getting the visibility and insights that can then drive your business forward. Exciting, really exciting
0: absolutely and tell us about the book so you've got a book
1: yeah so we, we've talked a lot about workday, day um and uh but but incredibly there's no books out there um about workday uh other than a few techie manuals which have, have pretty much no interest to anybody a couple of from from a few nerds in silicon valley probably so um stephen and myself um are writing a book at the moment and we it should be out uh summer 2021 and um, it's, tar- it's, it's specifically for HR leaders and finance leaders that are either on the Workday platform already or thinking about going onto the Workday platform. And it's given them lots of tips and insights about how best to look up. Because, you know, what we say is that you are buying an Aston Martin. When you get Workday, it's fantastic. It really is. It's premium, but it's fantastic. But a lot of people, when they buy it, they're treating it like a Ford Fiesta driving down to the corner shop and back again. Whereas, if you really um, make the most of that investment, your return on investment is just phenomenal. And but it's so it's really just helping people that, you know, this is this is a new world to a lot of people. Cloud software, it's, it, you know, it's just a tool. But actually, as we talked about with things like the data, it can go beyond just being a tool and it can become something that can get HR leaders at the top table it can get them given CEOs data that the CEOs never thought was possible. And that really is for HR leaders, something that can transform not only their business and not only their teams, but can also, you know, in- make their career thrive because they're seen as invaluable within their business. So yeah, see, we're excited about the book. Um, it's a long process. Um, it takes a lot of effort and a lot of time, but uh we're we're really proud of what we've done so far and when we see it in print it's going to be fantastic
0: yeah so you should be i think writing a book seeing it published must be a an amazing life achievement and then getting feedback from people that have read it and and knowing that you've made an impact on their life or made them think differently i'm sure that that will be some uh, amazing feat when you finish and it's out there in print or or virtually however it's going to manifest itself
1: yeah, brilliant. Yeah, thanks, Simon. Yeah, it's it's a bit like um, you know when I was talking about earlier about the last year and the pandemic, and you know it's really that again that time has given us, given me a, a chance to actually do stuff that's creative, which is you know what we all love doing. We don't want to be functional. We want to create new things, and that and that really uh, it, you know has been great for us. And this pandemic has given us the time to sit down and actually write, and and it is. It, it not only does it sort out all your thinking when as you get that down in into uh text but it also means that once it's out in the big wide world it's got a life for its own and that's quite cool so i never thought being in it i'd be able to do that and that's that's been really really cool for us
0: good so you focus on giving people lots of advice and helping them get the most out of their solutions but what's the best bit of business advice you've ever been given
1: oh that's a good question um I think uh, it, it probably changes all the time, but you, and, and it's a, this is a bit of a cliche, but it, it really is. From a lot of business owners, get caught up in what they do on a day to day basis, and um, and sometimes maybe forget the bigger picture and lift up to the bigger picture, and uh, and really focus on creating an you know an incredible, remarkable solution for their clients and it doesn't necessarily just have to be what you do it can also be about bringing in partners and creating an overall solution that just takes you know what you offer to a different level for your client and so so that's probably the best thing it's, it's for me personally it's about lifting up and seeing the bigger picture um looking at the um you know the value you can give to your clients uh and and seeing them succeed ultimately is what 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 drives us and then I think the only other thing that I've really uh, caught a grasp on is just as a business, it's not just about making money and and what have you. It's about some sort of purpose. And both of our businesses, we we try and do as much as we can to support charities, and and you know we do stuff outside of the office as well. And something that gives you that that greater purpose, other than just you know cranking the handle on the business, is there a bigger um, is there a bigger prize here and you know just coming back to the what we do with lightwork and and the stuff we do with workday you know we believe that that data as we talked about is incredibly powerful but it can also what we you know really passionate about is that data can shine a light also on equality and diversity and inclusion within companies um and and bring transparency for companies around how you make workplaces a much fairer place for everybody and and that's really really exciting for us about you know something beyond just helping businesses uh, improve their bottom line how can we improve people's lives within those businesses as well so long answer to a short question sorry but those those kind of those two flavors are, are probably the business advice that I've really caught on
0: love those no yeah there's there's always some greater good you can do over profit and um, purpose is, is something we're we're strongly advocates of that you kind of set it but you've also got to live and breathe it it's easy to Or easier to create a purpose statement that everybody buys into. It's much harder to live in, breathe in, in pretty much everything you do. So no, really admire you for that. If people want to further chat with you, want to find out a bit more about uh, either of the businesses or just want to connect, where's the best place for them to get in touch?
1: Oh, okay. So probably the best place is LinkedIn. So I'm on LinkedIn as Daniel Dor, Dore D O R E. So search me up, and uh, you'll see in my biog that you'll 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 see the mention of Assured Thought and Lightwork, which are my two companies. That's probably the best thing. And to be honest with you, all my contact details are on there as well. So, um, so yeah, be, I'd love to you know connect up. And if anyone's, anyone's got any questions, more than happy to answer those and um, see where it goes from there. Uh, yeah, really really like is that's what drives me is, is is connecting with you know the audience and and seeing if there's ways that we can help each other because some it's a two-way thing so yeah that'd be good linkedin
0: brilliant i'll put the link in the show notes so people can Thanks, find you easily and not connect to another daniel though that potentially is out there doing something completely i different.
1: think there's a canadian uh, hockey player so we're easy to tell the difference hopefully
0: Fair enough, fair enough. So you, your workday skills are better than, uh, are better than is in his and his hockey's, better than yours and comedy. Absolutely I right, assume. yeah, exactly. Good stuff. Well, on, on that note then, we'll, we'll pause there. It's been great to catch up and to hear a bit more about what you guys are doing and hopefully people will get in touch to further the conversation.
1: Oh, Simon, it's been a real pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. I know what you guys do in your business is absolutely brilliant as well, the value you give your clients. And, you know, I just really uh, appreciate you giving me the time to talk a little bit about what we do as well. You're welcome. Catch up soon. Cheers. Bye.